Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast. And now, good morning, amigo. Good morning, amigo. Morning, sunshine. Confuse me, Frank. <laughs> I see what you mean. So I may have woke up our friends. <laughs> I don't think they heard I don't think they heard it. <laughs> That's funny. Get out of that thing. <laughs> Good morning, amigo here. Sirius XM. Slam Radio, Channel 145, with you on Good Morning Amigo till 11 o'clock in the morning, and then the youth will take over. Tomorrow will be one of those days where you get to hear one of our replays. Get a couple days off, do our thing, and then we'll be back on Monday, believe it or not, to rock the world. Talk more about a coronavirus where public health experts are warning that this could get to 100,000 cases a day. How? How are we going to get there? How is this? I, I told you I didn't want to talk about this, right? So I'm going to get it out of the way now in this segment. And, and, and very brief, by the way. I'll be out of it before you even know. I am not trying to be insensitive. I am not trying to start swinging towards the right with any of my thought processes when it comes to this. But we're at a point where we've done what we can to mitigate. You cannot shut down an economy for this. All of a sudden now, the stats coming up that I started bringing up in February, and I find it interesting, which is the, death, the flu death numbers, to bring a compare and contrast to people. And, and I believe that to a certain degree which is why I'm not buying into it and I don't bring it up on the show anymore. To a certain degree, I believe this is being sensationalized and exaggerated. I'm not saying that there's not a, a true risk and that the things that are being told to us on the health side aren't true. I totally understand that. And now all of a sudden there's this alarm about hospital beds and when Miami ever gets in the... In the, in the limelight or on national news, for some reason, either we embellish or we say something to bring attention to us. Um, I am not in tune with the hospitals in town. My understanding is it's totally different than what was reported yesterday on national TV. Um, it's the one number that's not being reported is how many people are recovering. The one that's just being blanket covered with a, with a, with a big number so everybody goes... <gasps> is the deaths, but what's not really being watched is as many cases, as incrementally as it's increased, the death percentage is not incrementally increased. Because if it did, the media would be saying X amount of deaths, not X amount of cases. We've learned that that's what the media does. And that's okay, that's the business I'm in, sort of. I entertain on a, sh on a morning show, sort of. I'm not getting into this, all right? Wear your damn mask. Follow directions when you're in a store, okay? And don't be an asshole. It's very easy. Dr. Fauci said yesterday that even a 75% effective vaccine is necessary, meaning let's rock. Let's ride. Let's do it. Let's ride. Let's ride, baby. That's what I have to say. I am not 
downplaying. I continue as we are 100 plus days into this, taking an inventory of the folks that I know that have caught this, and then ask myself, well, self, again, it's not a perfect poll <laughs> or litmus test to the world or the country or the state or the city even. I mean, you know everybody. When it's convenient, everybody says, you know everybody, Larry. Eh, a lot of people. How many people do I know have it or have had it? The answer is, I believe it's right now of personal, I know you, you caught the virus, too. Two. Not implying that this is not true. On the contrary. Implying that it's back end. Report the front end. You got the COVID virus. The back end. Recovered after three days. Had flu-like symptoms. Felt better. Quarantined. End of story. It's apparently 90-something percent of the people. I don't believe you can do anything other than mitigate it by wearing face masks and doing certain things that has been asked to, whether you think it's right to do or not. Because the very United States that gives you the right to do that also tells you that your rights end where mine begin. And if your dumbass is going to make me sick with a virus that there's no vaccine yet for, do me a favor, cover up. You know, I almost had a moment yesterday. I went to pick up Wingstop, Frank. And everybody takes their time to go in so that there's not too many people in at once. And I'm standing in front of the door in front of my car, waiting to go next. Some lady walks by on her phone. <whistles> cuts in front. Just walks in. Oh, I didn't stay quiet, though. I didn't stay quiet. <laughs> nah. I didn't talk at them because I'm not looking for a problem. I talked out loud. <laughs> well, a line is a line is a line, man. Just don't cut in front of people. I'm just in and out, though. I already ordered myself because this person hadn't even ordered. It's coming in the order. Oh, wait your turn, man. I took the time 30 minutes ago to, to, to put in an order. Give my credit card. So all I got to do is pick this thing up, but you jump in front of me. Your, your time's more important than mine. So we call people who act like idiots Karen, right, for, for other reasons, right, when they become racist, right? Mm -hmm. So in a jovial way, I love to be able to, I can't do it, of course, but, you know, when it's a woman caller, Annabelle Asshole. Right? Not as many people are named Annabelle as they are Karen, right? I don't know anybody named Annabelle, so it's good. We call them Annabelle Asshole. <laughs> people have no... Mindset. And, and, you know, I posted that thing in public so people came back at me. There's some stuff that makes sense. It's kind of stupid to have to walk one way. and then you're like, I think it's the most ridiculous thing ever. Agreed. I, you've heard me complain about it. Agreed. But if they're asking you to do it, why don't you just do it? Because your rights are important. Because you have rights. So acting like an idiot, acting like a moron to protect those stupid rights. I mean, at the end of the day, what, get that pesa. Get that pesa to pay attention and do it. Is that that much to ask? Really? I'm asking that in a mask. That's what I'm asking for. Is that that hard? I hate masks. Those are the people that didn't walk in a straight line when they were in kindergarten. Oh, they're all types. They're all shapes and sizes. They're all, all over the place. There's no... There, listen, there's no... This is what that kind of person looks like. They're idiots. Come on, man. You, usually you have to be self-consumed, Frank. The very first thing, you have to be someone that's relatively self-consumed. 
to be able to just do that and not even be aware that you're in a store that there's a, you can make the mistake. I don't have a problem with that because I told you I've made that mistake. But bro, I made a mistake six weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then I went through a phase where, uh, you know, I made those mistakes. I'm not going to judge anybody. Then I got to the point where I go and I look and I see more people breaking it. So if it's 50-50, how come more people are actually doing it the wrong way? Because they're not, they're simply not paying attention. And if it bugs you that much, maybe you need to order online. Well, I mean, in the beginning, I would, I would say people aren't paying attention. But we're month three into this quarantine and all the directions have been posted now for more than two months. So now the people that are doing are just being ignorant. They just don't want to follow the directions. So it's not about not paying attention anymore. Now it's just literally like, I'm going to do what I want to do. It just, I think it just bugs me. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it just sort of bugs me. I understand you. But, I mean, there's a reason why they're doing it. That's one way of trying to uh, try to enforce social distancing, especially at Publix. We keep saying Publix because that's where both of you and I shop. Mm-hmm. But even they even go on the announcement and they say, remember to keep six feet apart. Remember social distancing. We're in this together. I hear it every time, multiple times while I'm in the, rest, uh, while I'm in the, in the supermarket. So it's, they're doing their part on trying to maintain the social distancing. And that was their way of doing it. Now people have to just abide by it because this, these are the times that we're living in. And there's something going on. So everybody's trying to do their part. The people that aren't following the directions are the people that don't care and don't want to do their part. That's regrettable, isn't it? Because I do it. Look, there's times that I forget something down one aisle because especially now the public's by my house decided to rearrange everything maybe like a month before the pandemic. So I have no idea. I still kind of don't know where every single thing is at the Publix. I've gotten better. But there's times that I'll forget something and I'll, and I'll skip it through the list. I'll just bypass it and I'll have to go back. So instead of going backwards on an aisle because I know the product is right there at the end of the aisle, right in front of the do not enter, I'll leave my cart to the side and I'll just kind of very quickly walk to get what I got to get and then go back instead of just having the whole shebang and the whole tribe of the cart and all that movement going through the aisle. Now, is that being a little lazy of me? Possibly. But I'm, at least I'm trying to do my part in not causing chaos going through an aisle backwards. I, yeah, that's, I mean, that's more my point than anything else. It's the courtesy in me. You're a courteous guy. Thank you, man. But at this point, it's just that they, people just don't care anymore. That's why they're not doing it. In the beginning, it'd be like, okay, bro, they're not, pay, they're not paying attention. You know, they don't realize it's there. Bro, everybody's been to the supermarket at least 10 times. That's what I'm since saying. the beginning of this pandemic. If it's not for toilet paper, it's for actual groceries. So by this time, you should know that there's a track on the floor that says, enter, do not enter, or one way, or do not enter, whatever it is. And I see it every time I walk out of the aisle because it, it catches my attention. I walk through the, uh, through the end of the aisle, it says, do not enter. It catches my attention. So I see it every aisle I'll walk into. It's not like I'm necessarily staring at the ground. It pops out. It's red. Floor's white. Yeah, man, I, that's the other thing that bugs me, is that it's pretty simple, right? And you know what? They didn't even make it that hard. Like, it goes through the flow of where most normal people go grocery shopping. Like, even if I don't have to get 100 things, I'll still go aisle by aisle just in case there's something that I see that I might have missed on my list. And that's the usual path. You start all the way on the right because that's where the doors lead you. 
and then you go up and you go down and you go up and you go down and that's the same way they have the arrows built out right now so it's not like they put you in some sort of a funk that exactly. now you're like that not like you're like uh, out of your element like oh my god it, it threw off my rhythm I, I can't shop this way no bro it takes you down the exact path the only where the only place that they messed up a little bit was down the last aisle or the bread aisle all of a sudden there's two aisle two aisles going the same exact way like it makes no sense uh, here here's food for thought as well right understandably, it's not how you've done it before, right? I get it. But isn't that similar to driving down the wrong way on a one-way street? You're not used to driving down a one-way street in Miami, but if you encounter one, oh, damn, this is a one-way street. If you come back to that street, are you gonna, aren't you going to remember it's a one-way street? I had that same exact thought one time leaving Publix because I'm going down one of the streets because in Publix all the str- they're all the all the parking is diagonal in these supermarkets now like it's you go one way because they're all facing the same way you go the other way it's very rarely that especially where there's a supermarket that you'll find the parking that's kind of like traditional just kind of you know what I'm trying to say that's just straight Correct. that two cars can go the same way these people still find the way to go the wrong way look there's no reason for you to go that way you can't even park and then you find the people going these ways that park backwards. <laughs> Those are the best. Yeah, I don't. It's it's a little confusing to me. Because you're, you're 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 putting it out there to everybody that you went the wrong way to get into the aisle, and then you're gonna go the wrong way when you leave. All right. So, guys, be be aware when you're doing this. I know that you don't. You feel like you're you're. <laughs> This is what pisses me off. You feel like your your rights are being violated. Well, mine are being violated when you when you are less than six feet from me during these times. Whether you think it's right or not, I don't give a rat's ass. If you think it's cool or not, no me importa. Don't get near me. Only people get near me. People have permission to get near me, and that's it. So I also I would never look a gift horse in the mouth. I would never spit up. Every day we drive here, Frank, and we drive through lines of people getting tested. And I know our president was made fun of when he said, of course, there's more cases, more people are getting tested. Isn't that right, though? Mm-hmm. Didn't we always say if we tested more people, we'd find out there's more people who have it? Yes. Always. Always. March, yeah. April. Like, that was the con- one of the only consistent things we've been able to say. Always. So if we know that, please explain to me where in the world and, and again, <laughs> I'm, I try to put this in my head. I try to put, so if you understand that, why is it so tough to just quietly follow the rules? Because I could go out and protest against taxes, right? Because they're mishandling my money, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You no longer get to touch my money because you don't know how to handle it. I hold you accountable for it. So I am confused. Very, very confused as to how this is okay. So I have my list of things to do and not to do during these times. It's going to be a strange summer. In a couple of weeks, I'm actually trying to take a few days off on the beach to mm-hmm. detox. I need it. Mm-hmm. I very much need it. The idea is simple. Distance, mask, 
I'm not a proponent of mask outside. The city I'm in says I have to wear it when I'm outside, I wear it. The city where I am at doesn't require it. I don't wear it outside. Inside, I wear it everywhere. Yes or no? There is only two exceptions to where I don't wear my mask inside. In the 3,000 and in my crib. Period. So that I wear my mask. And in my apartment complex now, in my building, they're trying to get people to wear the mask as they walk into the building. They can't enforce that. I place. haven't been doing it because I live on the right on the outside of one of the entrances. They can't I'm not enforce doing that. It. They can't enforce that because as much as they want to make that their property, and they you know they can enforce to a certain degree something, right? Um, the ordinance in your city doesn't require you to wear a mask outdoors. Correct. They're done. This is where we lose a little bit. We're not talking about Roe v. Wade. We're not talking about your right to bear arms here. The lady going ape bonkers shit the other day. Sorry, Frank. I have a breathing problem. Well, you didn't have a problem breathing when you yelled across the entire place. Then don't go out. If you have a breathing problem, maybe you shouldn't go out. And I'm sorry if you feel that screws with your rights. But now you're screwing with my rights. Because breathing problem or not, you're just as, in fact, you're more susceptible to get it. Do me a favor, please, you of anybody, put on your damn mask and shut up. Your rights aren't more important than mine. Put on your damn mask. Is that hard? No. no. It's difficult for some people. Because people get confused about rights and don't realize if you ever tell yourself, my rights end where yours begin, I have a right to cough. I don't have a right to cough on you. Mm -hmm. Like that lady coughed on that person. Right. And then indignantly walked out. What a great example that Lily Flower made for her daughter who came out in the video. Her daughter will forever be embarrassed by her mom's ridiculous behavior. She must be saying, man, you think this is bitch mode. You haven't seen this woman when she goes off. Hmm. Come on, we're leaving. Oh, yeah, you're leaving. You're indignant. All of a sudden, you've been violated here. Oh, shut up, lady, please. Leave it for someone who gives a rat's ass. This is the stuff that I'm seeing that to me makes no sense. Shut up. Shut up. Talk less, do more. Shut up. You have a breathing problem? Stay home. Stay the bleep home. Do me a favor. I, it becomes a problem. Oh, well, the young people are going home. Then the young people need to wear a freaking mask. But let's... You know what's so funny, Frank, right as we go to break? Universe of one, bro. I'm just not that popular because I can't put that out there and make it sense. Someone else, you give it to someone else, they'll run with it and they'll oh, make up a little rally cry. Universe of one, worry about yourself. Worry about, I know we, oh, be kind to others. Be kind to yourself first. And ask yourself some tough questions about who you are and how you represent yourself. You go out without a mask, you're an asshole. You're that lady in that store that gets pissed off at someone and coughs on them. You're an asshole. Yeah, buddy. Gosh, how difficult is this to understand? Don't be a dick. Duh. Cop walks through a damn full of people in Miami protesting, and the jackass pushes a 19-year-old who's already on the floor. You're a dick. Duh. That's why you're getting charged. Yeah, buddy. Moron. Yeah, buddy.
Worry about yourself. If you're doing something wrong, your radar is going to tell you you're doing something wrong. And no matter how much your rights tell you that you're able to do this, that, or the other, trust me, when I go to the beach, I don't want to be told I have to wear a mask. And I've told you, if I've got to wear a mask outside over there, we're not going. There are some non-negotiables. So far, none of them have been broken. At some point, if this gets to a point where, well, you can't do this, you can't do that, I'm going to look at everybody and go, well, I can't go. You're going to need a blanket and suntan lotion because you're never going to get off that beach. Yeah. God willing, right? You know how long I've had that and I've never been able to use it? There you go. <laughs> Come back on the other side. You're listening. Of course you're listening to Good Morning Amigo. Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's your boy, Juju Smith-Schuster from the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 19 wide receiver, and you are listening to Slam Radio. It is Liddy. Turn up. Go! We're taking off. Welcome aboard. Now, back to what's-his-face. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. It's a party. No, 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 play. It's a party. Are you kidding? I'd be throwing a party every July 1st. Every July 1st, I'd be throwing a party if my name were Roberto Martin Antonio Bonilla. Because that Boricua knows how to sign a contract, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Bobby Bonilla Day. Yes, sir. As is each and every July 1st. And that means one thing. It's time to celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day. On on this day every year. Until he is 72 years old. Good old Bobby Bonilla gets his check in the mail. The deal, which was part of a contract, his agent, God bless his agent's soul, should be Dennis Gilbert Day. (laughs) The hell with Bobby Bonilla Day. It should be Dennis Gilbert Day. Dennis Gilbert, if you're still around, I want you to be my agent. That dude negotiated a contract that got Bonilla... $1,193,248.50 before taxes every year until the year 2035. The MPP. Bonilla, who who last played with the Mets in 1999 when we were worrying about Y2K. (laughs) And Frank was 14 years old. (laughs) 16. (laughs) Wow. That's the last time he played. Today, Frank's nearly 40. <laughs> Almost. Three more years. The MPP. Dear God. Mets wanted to part ways with Bonilla back in 99. He had $6 million left on his contract. Former team owner. <laughs> this is so funny. Former uh, team owner Fred Wilpon 
believed he was getting a huge return on his investments through Madoff. You know, Bernie Madoff, the guy who went to jail for Ponzi schemes? Yeah. Man, that guy, that Bernie Madoff. Um, so he thought he was going to get a really big return. Instead, he was a, a victim of Madoff's infamous uh, Ponzi scheme. So instead of just giving the guy the six mil, Wolpon opted to defer payments so that the money could be unwittingly invested into this Ponzi scheme. So the agent, Mr. Gilbert, he negotiates with the Mets and defers payments with 8% interest till 2011. And uh, as you know, Madoff pretty much masterminded the biggest Ponzi scheme in history. And he's currently serving 150 years for this. He ran this stuff for decades. And because of this blunder, instead of paying six mil, Wilpon's blunders cost him 30 million because of compounding interest and other things. That I wasn't aware of. Nonetheless, Bobby Bonilla, each and every July 1st, gets $1.2 million before taxes. Unbelievable. Don't you wish you had that kind of payday? Bro, I wish my name was Bobby Bonilla so that way I knew a check was coming in every Dear every God, year. What, how different would life be if you knew you were getting that? Whew. Not working. You haven't worked in, what, 20 years? What is it, 20 years? So so I'm going to be honest with you. If I played baseball, like I'm Bryce Harper or whatever, and I know I'm making all kinds of millions and millions of dollars, I would defer some of that money into a guaranteed fund that would pay me some sort of dividend like that all the way until I'm about an old man. Wouldn't it be intelligent to negotiate that into your contract? Some would say, yeah, but the dollar is devaluing. Well, you figure that in when you put it in the contract. And for some of these multi, multi, multi-million dollar a year players, it's nothing. But what a nice little nest egg to have, regardless of how rich you are. You have two kids, all of a sudden that money's coming in every year. You make that, you know, that can be the kids' fund. Like, I don't know. I don't know how the other half of it. Well, I mean, you can budget everything that you have throughout your year, and, you know, you don't have to worry about anything as long as you stay within those two mil. I'm thinking, though, if you've made $300 million over the course of your life in baseball, getting $1.2 million doesn't move the needle as much. But when you stop getting money, it's nice. So, I don't know. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. Ah, oh, man. I... You know, I'm between do you go to CNN or do you go to ESPN? And I don't know which one makes less sense to do. Um, Depends. What do you want to see? Sports wrapped around talking about COVID or COVID? (laughs) Uh, Speaking of which, our prayers go out because we just found out during the break that uh, somebody that's very close to us uh, tested positive. That's crazy. Um, Him and his wife. So the uh, love goes out to Q and the Guise. Um, anything you guys need, you know, we have, you're here for us. I'm sorry. We're here for you. We're here for you. Um, and certainly that was tough to hear because I just made a comment on the show about not knowing anybody who had this now. It just doubled in a matter of two seconds. Wow. And now I have, um, another person that I know, um, fingers. So I don't know fingers. Do I? Lino. That's one of my closer friends. So I don't don't think I know him. Maybe I've met him, but Q, I definitely know. Man, oh man. So our prayers are with you on that one. Um, hmm. There you go. Just interesting. I said I wouldn't get into it. Um, haven't heard from Trump, have you? 
I haven't heard anything from Trump. Yeah, he's doing this on purpose. What is he doing on purpose? Hiding? He, um... He's worried about his rallies now. He's not mentioning the COVID. He's not addressing it. Um, refuses to wear a mask. People who have supported him are slowly kind of like, hey, dude, you got to wear a mask already. This has got to stop. Um... And now he's just sort of like not even leading. He's just sort of whatever. Ah, dude, if he's refusing to lead, papo, yo lo saco por el pescuezo. Le doy una buena patada por el culo y de que se vaya para carajo. Like, are you serious? Are we really there? Is that where we're at? I hope not. So I don't want to make more of numbers that I refuse to allow to alarm me only because I just think, of course, I don't want to spit up any more today, but let's, I mean, let's just think about it here for a second. I just, I, I, like everyone else is, is praying for a good solution to this, but mm -hmm. if our leader doesn't want to lead, well, I immediately become more concerned about that than anything else. Because good, bad, or indifferent, the guy's got to lead till he's voted out. Because I don't, I can't see how. No, what right. do I know? But I, I can't. I, the other option, you know, I understand if you're writing your party lines, you believe the other option sucks and it's socialist and it's communist and you can think whatever you want. But a lot of level-headed people who leaned one way four years ago are going to lean the other way because they, this is chaos. This is a lot of self-inflicted chaos too, kids. We need to, you know, like, we need to look at things and mitigate it. I'm not, I'm not implying anything. You root for who you root for. You go for who you go for. You support whoever it is you support. But everything's not a conspiracy. Everything's not a hoax. Everything's not fake. You know, there's... It's getting old. You've swayed because in the beginning you were... You were plotting him, saying that he was doing a good job. Now, oh, in the beginning I thought it was okay. I thought it was fine in the very beginning. I yeah, thought he yeah, was yeah. doing fine. Um, then you learn more and more and more. But now this is just the act of an insolent child. Again. Huh? He bothers me, really. Man, I don't... I don't it, the problem with this is that you can't get political on a radio show because then people slant your radio show. My radio show is supposed to be slapstick, fun, let's have... But man, there comes a point in time where you have a responsibility to behave a certain way whether you're liked or not. You're not running a business and then you're going to uh, lean towards the people who, who, who support you and not work with the people who are against you. The, the job of a president's not that. Comes from China. Yeah, well. You know he called it the Kung Flu again the other day? Yeah. <laughs> He's so stupid. <laughs> He's such a clown. The first time I laughed at it a lot more. I don't think it's as funny, but I think it's funny that he said it. Right? Oh, I don't think it's funny. I think it's funny that he, the president, is using those he terms. He keeps doing this stuff. Like, I mean, come on. We're in a time right now that everybody's trying to be careful with what they're saying because the little, the least little phrase is offensive to the littlest person or whatever. That's the reason why Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben are disappearing from the shelves. Um, but Did you but save your empty bottle already? I got my two bottles. I'm going to get one full, too. I'm going to put it away. Well, good luck, bro, because they're not restocking the shelves. Whatever's there is that's it. And I went a couple, I went 
Sunday, and there was a couple bottles left, like literally a couple of. I bottles. have a full one there. I mean, because I bought two the other day, so if I have to chase, take the one and put it, and just start having something else, then that's fine. I'm saving that bad boy, but I want to save it for Uncle Ben's oracle purposes. Uncle Ben's too. That's when I made. That's when it clicked to me because when I went on Sunday to the supermarket. All of a sudden, I'm like, why? I don't understand why they don't have that many a selection of the Uncle Ben's. And I'm like, oh my God, that's right. And that, those are the best because those are the 90 second rice. You put those bad boys in 90 seconds. They're tell done. me, tell me, it's not the little couples that are a minute and you put them in minute rice. I have the yellow rice. I have the the, the brown rice. Tell me, that's not those. Those are. Those aren't Uncle Ben's. Those are Minute Rices, right? Uh, I don't know. The, the reason why I grab that the better Uncle not Ben's, be Uncle Ben's, bro. The reason why I grab the Uncle Ben's is because the Uncle Ben's are delicious, and I don't know about another Minute Rice or whatever that's uh, on the market or it anything. It comes in a pack of four. Right well, I'm getting the pouches, so it's a pouch oh, like that. Okay. I'm actually getting a pouch, but they do come in cups also. <laughs> I just don't know how the cups are packaged if they I come in packs mean. of four or not. Uh. I thought they came solo. But anyways, I needed brown rice. I looked. They had five packages left. I go there. I'm not gonna get this again, so I grabbed all five. They're gone. Off the shelves. Goodbye. All gone. So, yeah, I'm a little bothered by that. But back to Trump, like, the fact that he's using those terms in a time like this, that we're trying to be politically correct, like, 100% of the time, yeah, it's a little it's a little lazy of him and irresponsible. So I decided, because of that, um, we're going we're gonna to celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day. Because this is absurd. You don't think it's absurd? Yeah, I think it's absurd. So I can't sit here and obsess over this. Well, the only thing that's concerning me now is people that are in within my inner circle are starting to catch it. Um, good thing for me, though, the, the, line, the person that I said, Lionel, that had caught it, my friend, um, which obviously prayers go out to you too, Lionel, not just the Q and Queese, but I went fishing with him the day before Father's Day. Now, now he saw Q that night. So now is when those symptoms are kicking in. So I'm in the clear. Okay. <laughs> I'm in the clear. I know I'm in the clear. I'm in the clear. Hey, I, I told you earlier before the show, I smelled my daughter poo her pants yesterday. So I can smell and I can taste because my dinner came out fire last night. It did? Which I got leftovers for after the show. Oh, there you go. When I get home. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. I'm just, yeah, buddy. Yeah, just making sure, you know. Um... So, yeah, I think the best thing to do is celebrate Bobby Bonilla Day. Like, I think, I think Gilbert is a stud. You don't think that that agent, wouldn't everybody want an agent like that? He's a G. MPP. The MPP. Unreal. Nice. I wonder, what is the first thing he does every year when he gets that check? Is it direct deposited or does he get a live check? Have you ever wondered this? Maybe he throws What kind of tax bracket is it coming out of? Like, I'm, now I get curious. Now there's some details I want. It would be amazing, like, if, the, cha if the, the direct deposit dropped exactly at midnight and he held some sort of, like, a Happy New Year countdown party at his house. You can see all his friends gathering around or his family, like, three, two, one, happy Bobby Bonilla Day! <laughs> Streamers and stuff, confetti flying up in the air. He has to. I mean, I would do something. Like, I would do at least go to Waffle House. Right? I was, I'm surprised he doesn't like live stream it on Instagram or anything, just to like mock. I don't Mets. even think he has social media because I've looked him up before. 
You know, I think I've done this before. I'm positive I've done this and not found him, by the way. I am literally certain that Bobby Bonilla does not have, like, Instagram. You're not going to find him. It doesn't exist. He doesn't have it. There's guys named Bobby Bonilla. There's fake accounts. But that's not him. There's one that's certified, but it only has, like, a thousand followers. But is it certified to be him? It, it's, it, his picture. It says Bobby Bonilla. How do you know it's certified? This is not the fake copy and paste. Mark. It might be copy and pasted, you don't think? Maybe. Hmm. It's certified? I don't know. Let me find somebody else that's certified. Certified, huh? Because that's a blue check mark usually. I'll find out somebody else. Yeah, I don't think Bobby Bonilla is on there. I, I looked him up. Clearly looked him up. Yeah, he's not in there, Frank. I don't know. I don't know what Bobby Bonilla that you've seen certified here. Yeah, that's not even a certified. That's like something he has there. I don't know because everybody has the same check mark when I'm checking other certified. So what cars. is he under? Bobby Bonilla, Robert Bonilla. What is he under? Um, Grand Crew Five. Grand Crew Five. Hmm. That's a strange Grand Crew. Five or November Five. Five. Grand Crew C R U five. Oh, there we go. I spelled it like a normal person. Yeah, he, this is no results filed. Grand Crew C R U C R U five. G R A N D C R U five. Then the number five. That's on Twitter. The number. Oh, well, I'm looking at this on Instagram. Oh kid. no, that's Twitter. I haven't found Instagram yet. <sighs> yeah, I'm not finding him, dude. Bobby Bonilla does not have social media. We've been through this before. I know we have. We, we have looked for him before. We looked for him last year. I'm, I'm almost certain of this. Well, I think I found him on Twitter. Bobby Bonilla on Twitter? Yes, Grand Crew 5. So that's him. It looks like him. It has got a certified check mark. I mean, he's followed by the Miami Marlins also and Chris Cody. Grand Crew 5. But there's like 1,900 people. Dexter Fowler follows him. Yeah. Miami Marlins follows him. Looks like him. it's him. It looks like it's him. And you follow him, of course. I just followed him right now. Why doesn't he post something? It's a big day in his life. All right. So I follow him now. He doesn't have many followers. He tweets something. Maybe he'll see if he catches it. Uh, we'd love to have him on to talk about it. Yeah, he's not going to do that. Bobby Bonilla huh? on Twitter. So we found him. All right. He hasn't had. He's no way he's had this very long. Only got about 11 years ago. 11 years ago, huh? Yeah, how do you only have 1,000 followers in your Bobby Bonilla? 1,900 followers. It's him. There's Bobby Bo. So it's his day today. He gets to celebrate today. He gets to enjoy today. Wouldn't you if you received a check for $1.2 million? Before taxes. Yeah, buddy. <sighs> yeah, buddy. Que vida. Must be nice. So he's 72, huh? Gosh, man. <laughs> There's got to be something. Post-retirement. What does he do with that loot? Like, the first thing he does. And talk about sports doppelgangers. It just dawned on me. Do you know who Bobby Bonilla is looked like? Who? Somebody looks like Bobby Bonilla. Who? Who plays a different sport. Cam Newton. Uh, huh? Parecido. Huh? Got un parecido. Oh, I like him. Not as uh, close as you and David Fisdale. No, not as close. Plus, you have to have a profile to it. Once you get dead on face forward to Cam, Cam looks a lot different. That's probably why I thought that. Yeah, never mind what I said. The profile looks a lot like him. And then when you get face on, they look different. How about that? 
So, um, isn't, I, I, I would think that if I'm Bobby Bonilla, I would make something out of this every day. I would, every year you mean. Every year, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I every would. July 1st. I would do something with this. Like, I don't, because it's a great little story and all that, and, but just out of, like, like I would, like, the boy, the lo find a local boys club and give them 100 grand or something. Like, I don't know. Then of course they take the article and they they compare it to people who oh god who are losing money because of the short season. Oh my god, why ah, you're ruining it. ESPN. Bobby Bonilla is an institution. You know, he has a contingent of fans here in South Florida that absolutely love him. You know why, right? Why? Because of that game seven, eighth inning home run that tied the game and it was one nothing. Oh, that's right. Right. Instead of hitting into a double play when I was there, that's what he did at a key point in the game. And also let a ball go through his legs. It cost us game six. I guess he made up for it. That one I got to see on TV. Thank you, Bobby Bo. I'm not a big Bobby Bonilla fan. I saw Bobby Bonilla play with the Mets at Fulton County Stadium, 1992. Interesting. Yeah, I used to heckle Bobby Bo. Like a week before Andrew or something like that. Danny used to be embarrassed when I would heckle Bobby Bonilla all the time. I don't like him. I used to call him un out vestido de pelotero. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who do not understand Spanish, sounds better in Spanish like a lot of things do, but <laughs> it's it's you're an out you're an out dressed up as a ball player. <laughs> All the time I used to call him that. I used to, and what's the the irony is he couldn't have had a more clutch home run in his life than that game seven. Prior to that, my argument was he was so not clutch. So what was your reaction when he hits that ding? I went nuts. Of course, I wanted them to win. What did you want me to do? But of course, for years after, I got it thrown in my face. Of course you did. Of course you did. Yes, I wanted the Marlins to beat the freaking uh, uh, the Indians. Of course, I did. Why <laughs> wouldn't I root for them? Un out vestido en pelotero. I love it. Un out vestido de pelotero. I love it. But I'm surprised. That's not the first time you heard that. Did you? I've hear? never heard that before. Hold on. Weren't you there when I heckled Hanley Ramirez? Yeah, but you call him a muerto. I did call him a muerto. You I didn't, didn't call, call him a... un out vestido de pelotero. No. <laughs> you call him a muerto. And then you started going, muerto. And then the whole stadium did it. Muerto. Too. It was one of my exciting moments as a heckler. Muerto is your deadbeat. <laughs> See, which remember we had the conversation a couple weeks, like last week, about heckling sounding better in Spanish than it does in English. Much better. Dead be, come on, un muerto. And then all the kids looked at me and they started going muerto. Yeah, that was great. Bro, it was great. fantastic. It was. It couldn't have been better. Uh, couldn't happen to a better guy. That's I don't like him. Apparently, someone I know likes him and gets along with him and gets troubled when I say things about him. I know he's a jackass. He was so, when he was nothing, he big-leagued me one day in a spring training locker room. And I said, all right, bro, it's on. <laughs> and I've never let up since. I used to purposely, like, be this big Dan Ugla fan because I knew they had a rivalry. I, I can't, you, you, you can give me that ballpark. Why did him and Dan Ugla have a rivalry? Oh, my God, it was ugly. At one point, it had to do with being the highest-paid Marlin 
and and they got into a fist fight. It was, I mean, I need to look. They up. got into a fist fight. They didn't get along very well. Wow, that's news to me. Oh my Locker god, let me take out my popcorn. Hold on a second. Well, actually, you might do the looking up while I do the talking. Wow. Yeah, there was beef between those two guys before Ugla ends up leaving to I think to the Braves, Phillies, Phillies, or the Braves, wherever he left. Um, this guy's. I mean, listen, you put it all out there, and when it's all said and done, I don't. I will never, regardless of personal opinion, will never deem Hanley Ramirez to be anything more than a serviceable baseball player. And I understand he had some shining moments. I believe he actually won a batting title. Did he not? Who's that? Hanley? Yes. Might have. Yeah, one year that was just from, But other than that, I think he was a good hitting player who wasn't a great fielder, wasn't an incredible leader, and from time to time could be a locker room issue. Because people like to use the word cancer, which is the wrong word to use when you're trying to say that. That isn't being politically correct. That's just having a level head and understanding you don't say stupid things like that. So it's not a cancer. It's just a locker room issue. He won this, uh, Yeah, he was the NL batting champion in 2009. Won a two, he was a two-time Silver Slugger Award, 2008, 2009. So maybe I'm, you know, maybe I take it personal. With Three-time All-Star, 2008 to 2010. Does that make him serviceable? Does that make me opinionated? I mean, NL, you can be honest. NL Rookie of the Year, 2006. I saw that. 30-30 Club, 2008. But that was everybody's making 30. But then after that, after 2010, he dropped off. He had a great four years, and then that was it, kerplunk. That's what I'm remembering, because yeah. a- after 2010, where he goes and hits 321 and 76, stole 32 bases as well, it was never the same again. 13, he hit 345, which was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20 homers, 57 ribs. Uh, he played only 86 games, though. Despite only playing 86 games, he was eighth in the MVP voting. That's kind of impressive. That's the only bounce-back year he had in a decade, almost, of baseball. Yeah, it was, there was nothing more sweet than him going to the Dodgers after wanting to get out of here and then he dropping off the face of the well, earth. Well, before he went anywhere. And then he thought he was uh, Manny Ramirez, and he grew out the same haircut. So before he did anything else, he went from 2009 being the guy that led the National League in hitting and finished second in MVP voting and was an all-star and drove in 100 runs and had nearly 200 hits and had 101 runs scored. Very, very impressive season. 2010, you know, you can go down 42 points and still hit 300 like he did, and that's fine, but it wasn't as good a year as online. And then you go to 11, just two years removed from hitting 342, he hits 243, nearly 100 points less than he had just two seasons prior. And obviously it became evident that he, became, that he was becoming more of a liability to his team than he was anything else. He wasn't staying healthy. He wasn't hitting well. Okay. Then in 2012, he starts with the Marlins and goes down the same road. He's hitting 246 through nearly 400 plate appearances. It's just not getting the job done. OPS plummeting. Um, and you're like, okay. And they get rid of him. And when they get rid of him, it's over. After they get rid of him, it's over. He has this brief spike in 12 with the Dodgers, that final where he played 60-plus games with them, and he did well. And then he came back in 13 and had a very good season when he hit 345. After that, he was done. He played six seasons and, and was... The only accomplishment was playing with the Dodgers in 16. They, did they win in 16 or did you guys win in 16? Uh, we did. Nice. That's not, didn't even Dodgers win. haven't even won in a minute. I said the Dodgers, no, the Red Sox. I apologize. We won in 2016. Red Sox was 17. Or was it 18? Astros were 17. 17. So the Red Sox might have been 15. I know they really won. Red Sox, I believe, were also 15. 
So, you know what I mean? It's like when the grand scheme of things, he did some things good, but all in all, it, it, you know, th there was another push that 2016. He had 30 homers. He drove in 100, a career-high 111 runs. Hit 286, OPS climbing again. But then it just started plummeting again. And he went down to 242. Two seasons with Boston, there was nothing. And then it just ended up, it just withered away. I, at this point, I can't see him ever playing baseball again. The Royals won it in 2015. The Red Sox won in 2013. That's the last time the Sox won? So he hasn't won one. Am I don't I? think he has any championships. He hasn't won a World Series playing on all those teams? No. Because the only shot he would have had was in Boston, but I don't think he was in Boston when they won it. He came up with Florida after they won. I mean, yeah, that's crazy. Unless he won one in 2018 with the, with the Red Sox. He, he was, was there. He was on that roster. But did the Red Sox win in 18? No, right? The Red Sox didn't win in 18. Now I'm going nuts. Yeah, they did. What am I talking about? They beat the Dodgers. That's the year that freaking Coral went bananas. I thought that was 19. And then last year, um, the Washington won it in 2019. So Washington. he was on that team. So he does have right. a ring. So he might have one, yeah. He does have a ring. Okay. I thought to myself, this guy won one for sure. All right. I just, 2018, why did it seem like a different year to me? So 17's Houston, 18's the Red Sox, 19's the Nationals. Hold on a second. Um... In June 2018, he was released by the Red Sox, so he wasn't even on that team when they won the championship. That's why it doesn't <laughs> list him. That's why it doesn't list him as having a title. Muerto! 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 Hey, look what I found. A radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. This is Jorge Gamebred Masvidal, and you're listening to Slam Radio. Go! We're taking off. Welcome aboard. Now, back to What's-His-Face. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. Shout out to Erica James, first woman and first person of color to lead the uh, Wharton Business School. And she's on Good Morning America with my good friend, mi amiga, que bonita estas hoy, Robin Roberts. I love Robin. Robin sends a motivational message every morning early, even before I'm up. God bless her, man. What a woman. She is... Uh, this is over. I can't wait to meet her face to face. Uh, but shout out um, to the new dean of uh, Wharton Business School. And I think that that is just beyond outstanding. And I love news like that. Like, that's, that's freaking awesome. Here's my question. Have you ever wondered that notoriety comes with like a weird little flag on it i don't want to call it a red flag like she erica james is there because she is wildly qualified to run the wharton school of business at the university at penn university university of pennsylvania 
She is beyond qualified. Who gives a rat's ass that she's a woman and she's a person of color? I love that it's celebrated. Is that you or me? That was me, sorry. Okay. Person of I'm sure she's cool with it and all that, but at the same time, I love, like, I love that she's so prepared. And then I love the message that comes behind it. And it is the reason why they say it, Frank, by the way. So that barriers are broken and those who are growing and becoming adults can see that they can dream to be and aspire to be because it can be. There are no restrictions to that. How amazing is that in the scope of the fact that she's a woman in a world where, especially even though she is not older, older, but she, she's in an age group where she, it was not easy being a woman and working through the stuff. She, she's in her 30s. It's always been tough. The workplace, it's always been identified as a tough place for that. She is always shined above the rest, regardless of ethnicity, race, gender. All that stuff didn't matter. Erica James is the best and most qualified to have that position. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. It should be a sidebar so that you understand. You see, there's no, there's no limits here. Shout out to Jenny Valdez. She's a limitless legend, Erica James is. Yeah, buddy. How awesome is that? When I saw that, I was like, man, this is great. She's speaking to Robin. You could just totally together and a wonderful example to girls. Teenagers, teenage girls, and women. She is the complete package, and God bless her. Congratulations to you, Erica. That, that is just phenomenal. I want to congratulate another young lady. Yeah, buddy. She's a friend of ours. She's a part of our Slam Radio family. Yeah, buddy. Um, goodness gracious, Serena from day one. Serena is a pit bull fan extraordinaire. She is unlike just about anybody in that circuit or circle has really attached to what we do, what our mission is, and has been able to somewhat, I don't want to use the word penetrate, but has been such a breath of fresh air to all of us in reference to being completely across on the other side of the world, across the pond. And Serena will always speak so beautifully of our school Always the, posting things. Always posting things. Listen, one thing is you're a Pitbull fan, right? And God bless her, and there's so many others. Ponce Princess, I give her a shout-out. She was part of the Zoom celebration the other day, unbeknownst to me. She was a follower of ours at Slam Radio. Like she, Some of them take to us because they know we have a connection, and I, I'm fine with that. They're not following me because I'm bald. Like, like They get the connection. That's why they follow. Serena, and there's no knock on any of Pitbull's fans, you like his music, you like his stuff, I get it. Serena went above and beyond, and Serena really took an interest in some of his missions. And the one that really stuck to her is the school. And then, after having, she had ties here before I started. So when I get here, I'm here, hey, I want you to know this, she's a big advocate of ours, and, and boy has she been an advocate, she's the biggest fan of our station. Um, she got a one-on-one -on -one with Pitt the other day. I thought it was, I listen, <laughs> I know Pitt. Thank you, Pitt, for everything you've done for me. It's hard for me to get a one-on-one -on -one with Pitt for more than a couple of minutes. 
It's not easy. He's a busy dude. In fact, I told Jenny that she's gotten longer of a one-on-one -on -one with Pitt than I have. Yes. Yes. Jenny's little FaceTime call was, by the way, fantastic. Had you given me a shout-out, to, I would have filmed it happening. I had no idea you were about to do that. Happened too fast. And even though I asked her, I was like, did you snap the picture? She goes, I didn't remember that. That was in the moment. I wish you would have let me know because I would have filmed the whole thing from my perspective, which was phenomenal seeing her face change. But that's <laughs> fine. She'll always remember that. You yeah. don't need to capture that. Um, Serena gets a one-on-one -on -one with this guy. And what does he do? He breaks world news with her, tells her the, the, the title of his new album. Well, I want you to hear it. Luckily, we have the sound of the interview. We're going to play it here right now on Good Morning Amigo. And I'm sure Serena, I don't think Serena's up at 3 in the morning listening to this. Serena wakes up, has her coffee, and then goes back and listens to this. So sometime later today, she'll hear that we were talking about her. Unless her ears were ringing across the pond and she woke up out of her bed and turned us on. We'll find out in a minute because she'll start tweeting about it or posting about it. Uh, either way, shout out to you, Serena, for being such a loyal, forget Pitbull fan. Being such a supporter of Slam Radio from day one. I, had, I brought you here when it was an empty room and told you about the dream. Uh, we can't wait to have you back in here visiting, and thank you for always supporting us. We support your efforts, and I love the fact that you got this exclusive. Here it is, Serena, and she is uh, with Pitbull talking about his upcoming album. Working on the next thing. Ah, there we go. Got him. A day Hi, Pitbull. How are you? Dale. Dale. There you go. Dale from London. How are wow. You? Oh, yeah. that's Thank you for checking in. We appreciate you? it. Thank you, thank you. And you, um, can I just say how, firstly, how wonderful this is for us fans to be able to connect with you and you to be able to connect with us wherever we are. Um, so thank you, thank you for your time and the opportunity. Um, my question was, apart from all these wonderful things you've been doing, how else have you been spending your time in lockdown? Um, will there be even more new music coming out as a result of this period? Well, during during this time, we've been creating solutions to a lot of things that are going on right now, just trying to help. That was number one. Number two, we've stayed creative uh, as far as continuing to create other opportunities, new companies, new things to be able to connect like we're doing right now as we speak. No? Uh, number three, we have been cooking up some new music, and we started working on a new album. So the name of the new album, you're going to be the first one to ever hear it, right here, it's called Timeless. So it's not about making hit records no more, it's all about making timeless music. And so Brilliant. for you checking in for to be able to do this, it's priceless, to be honest with you, and I, I hope you take back some of that Miami Day County 305 heat with you. Always <laughs> behind me. Always behind there me. you go. One time for the Magic City. <laughs> and it's, it's given us time to be able to recreate, reinvent ourselves, and find different ways to be able to connect with the fans. We're also going to be putting on a concert summer series, and that'll be, we'll be talking about that probably around mid-July to start promoting it to all the fans out there where you guys can, we're going to put a whole stage in the gym right here in Slam in one of our schools and put on a full concert for the world. So that'll be happening soon with a company called LiveX Live. So it's given us a chance to just, like they say, God closes the door to open a window with a beautiful view. And that's all we're doing, finding the best way to make something out of this situation while we keep people motivated and inspired. Great. 
Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Uh, truly, my pleasure. Besito, stay safe. Stay safe over there in London. You too. Take care. All right, mamita. That's so funny. Now I will I will make fun of Serena a little bit because I can. I'm allowed to make fun of Serena. She sounded so nervous. Why she sound so nervous? Because uh, she's a huge Pitbull fan, and I know she's probably seen him a few times, maybe been directed a couple times. She's talked to him before. One-on-one. The reason she is who she is, like as far as access to our network, and, and she's done, she's written articles not just about Slam Radio, about our slams. And talked about what it's like to be a student at Slam. She's come on her dime from England to do this. Mm-hmm. This is goes beyond her being Pitbull. She's an ambassador of our mission, and God bless her. I mean, I you know how I I feel about her. Um, I think the world of her. I really do. And she's a world away, um, but she's still representing the 305. She's still representing Slam, and doing good by Pitt. I was just surprised to hear her nervous. <laughs> It was so great. She was nervous before she realized she was breaking, you know, world news. Like, she broke world news yesterday. Right. And I don't know how much of the Summer Series concerts have been announced because I know we found out about it a little bit ago, but we've been quiet about it. Correct. But he's now put it out there saying that there's going to be some sort of yeah, concert happening. We've known for a little bit. Right. You're allowed to say that. That doesn't make us No, but we haven't said it out loud because obviously it's not our news to share. And we're being kind of given inside information, so we've just kind of kept it shut. But the fact that he now announced it, showing that, yeah, it's moving in motion, and now it's out there for the public. So she might have broken two news. Yeah. She did a big deal there, bro. That's how she rolls, man. She, um, God bless her. So I, I give her all the credit in the world. And... And, man, I can't believe she got the... I wonder, I don't want to say, is that plan B? She might have just stumbled upon that. She might have just. I that mean, was literally was either right music. Yeah, it was either right before. I think it was right after we had. I think it was after. Right after yeah. he went to go talk to her. Right. God bless her. God bless her. Is my thing on? It's on. All right. So, you know, today you say Ju- July 1st, right? Yes. So I know that you like to, to pay homage, correct? Mm-hmm, correct. You're that kind of person. You, you know, you, you pay homage. Always do. You think it's the right thing to do, right? It's the right, respectful thing to do. All right, good. So this lady was born in the boogie down 60 years ago today, and I just I just thought maybe it would make a lot of sense. It would be the right thing to do, you know what I mean, um, to, to wish Evelyn Champagne King. Do you know who she is? Uh, not familiar with her. Not familiar, huh? Well, maybe this will remind you who she is. Is this on? It's on. It's on. All right, here we go. You ready? Ah, yes. You ever heard that song? Yeah, that's her? That's her. Oh, wow. Going insane. So happy birthday to you, Evelyn Champagne King. You turned 60 years young. Today. You see what I did there, Frank? I you proud that. of me? You proud? I, I produced that segment myself. Very well done. I it didn't have to ask you for help. It was clean and everything. You like that, Other right? than you asking me, is this thing on? Well, I just wanted to make sure it was on. I can't su- surprise you by doing something without talking to you when you're controlling the levels. I need to make sure it was on. You know what I mean? Just saying. Gotcha. Pamela Anderson was born 53 years ago today. Happy birthday to Pamela Anderson, uh, Baywatch, Playboy, Playmate back in 90. God bless her. 
No Chris? Yes, maybe. She was an icon in my life. She was good, Missy Elliott. Watching her running down the beach. Not Missy Elliott. No, Missy Elliott turns 49. Oh, wow. Yes, she turns 49. Happy birthday to you, uh, Missy Elliott. Liv Tyler. Wow. 43 today. Good old Liv. I didn't know she was that old. So happy birthday to Liv Tyler. So yeah, a lot of, lot of famous birthdays. Today, finally, July 1, some stuff. Some stuff. It's good. 2017 National League batting champion Charlie Blackman turns uh, 34 today. He also tested positive with COVID. Did he really? Yeah, he did. So happy birthday to you. You know, on this day is always the fun part of this, you know, this exercise that we seem to be doing every day. We think it's, we think it's fun to scour through on this day and figure out the things that have happened of, of consequence. And sometimes I just look for sports, but you, you stumble upon, on this day, 104 years ago, Coca-Cola brings current Coke formula to the market. It's Coca-Cola Day. No way. Yes. Coke you learn these things, yes. Mm. Um, on this day, 103 years ago, Reds pitcher Fred Tony pitched two complete games in a doubleheader, beat the Pirates through three hitters in each game. And he allowed the fewest hits by any pitcher winning two games in one day, which to win two games in one day is weird. Back in 1919, 101 years ago, uh, the postage stamp went down from three cents to two cents. Good to know. Just interesting little. On this day, 97 years ago, the first permanent radio network was installed at AT&T at WEAF New York and WMAF in Massachusetts. But you didn't know that. It's a big deal for us. Yeah. We wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for something like that to happen. So those things had to happen, if you know what I mean. So on this day, I, always, I love doing this. this is, you, you think this is boring, but I love, you know, I love the on this day nature to all of them. You learn something. You learn something new. On this day, 79 years ago, the first commercial TV licenses were granted. W2XBS, WNBT, NBC, and WCBW, which was CBS in New York. WNBC. And then on that same day, <laughs> you're going to laugh when I tell you this, the Boulevard Watch Company paid $9 for the first ever network television commercial. What? $9? But what's funny, right, is I'm reading this on my national radio show. As a, on this date, 1941, right? About a watch company that I have an actually sort of a tie to, which I'm just going to not say. Uh, don't, you remember my book? I, yes, story? yes, yes. I think that's kind of funny. That's funny. <sighs> on this day, also 79 years ago, Joe DiMaggio ties Wee Willie Keeler 44-game Major League Baseball hitting streak as the Yankees beat the Sox 9-2. to at that time, that was the longest hitting streak in baseball history. So, also, 79 years ago, um, we talked about the commercial TV licenses, but now that TV station, which was TV2 in New York, begins broadcasting, as did TV4 in New York, WNBT. So they got the license, you know. They were granted, and then they aired that day for the first time. Very interesting stuff happened on this day. I'm thinking because it's January 1st. I mean, January. July 1st is like a January 1st. 
and you run into the, it's like the half year marks. There's a lot of stuff that starts and finishes. Don't fiscal years end on June 30th? I think so. I think so. Yeah, so like, you know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on. 1948, the New York City subway fare goes to 10 cents, the bus fare to 7 cents, and a combo fare at 12 cents. Wow. Uh, interesting. 1949, on this date, WBRC in Birmingham, Channel 6, began broadcasting. A lot of uh, news and entertainment on this day. WCCO in Channel 4 in Minneapolis, CBS began broadcasting. 60, was that 61 years ago? That's 71 years ago, sorry. 71 years ago. You know, a lot of bus fare changes. Back in 50, there's a station. And then a lot of stations open because I'm telling you, Fiscal years, like this is why I'm looking through all this. There's a lot of TV stations first broadcast on July 1st. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, which would make sense. Mm-hmm. And that was all set up contractually, so then they all begin on that day. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot of Wimbledon stuff, because Wimbledon would usually end right around here, you know. Um, but it seems like there's a lot more birthdays of, of interest than anything else. 1966, 54 years ago, Medicare goes into effect. That I didn't know. By the way, today, today's also Canada Day. Yes, it is Canada Day. On this day, 53 years ago, the Beatles album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band goes number one in the U.S. Where it would Love stay that song. For 15 weeks. I didn't know you knew anything about that song. Oh, my God. That's one of my Sergeant favorite Pepper's uh, Beatles songs. Lonely Hearts Heart Club Band. I hope you will enjoy the show. Mm-hmm. 52 years ago on this day, Cardinals pitcher Bob Gibson's streak of 47 and two-thirds scoreless innings ends on a wild pitch, of all things. That sort of sucks. That sucks. So there you go. So, yeah, just a lot of stuff. I love going through this. It's a lot of fun because it just takes you down memory lane. You learn a little something here and there, too. Mm-hmm. Never hurt no one to learn something. Not at all. Let's go down memory lane. 1973. The fans settle back in after the seventh inning stretch, and Bobby Bonilla launches one to deep right. Bonilla sends one out of here. You could make an argument, right? As much as I don't like the guy, that play, until Ray Allen hit that three in game six of the 2013 NBA Finals. That play. Hold on a second. Don't wave your finger at me. I'm not a Bonilla fan, but hold on. They were losing 1-0 in the eighth. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that an eighth inning or a ninth inning home run? Seven. Seventh inning home run. Why did I think it was an eighth inning home run? Bottom of the seventh. He just finished saying a thing after the seventh inning stretch. That's true. Frank, they were losing, and the season was on the line. It was hinging, and he tied the game and saved the season. I'm not saying it's as good as what Ray Allen did. I said up until what Ray Allen did, that's the moment. So other than Ray Allen, what moment does that that puts you in a championship situation? Both shared the fact that those are elimination games for them. 
How many times has a Miami sports team been in an elimination game where they did something miraculous to win? The 3-2. Swing and a drive. Down the left field line. This one's got a chance. Curling. Gone. It's gone. Alex Gonzalez has done it. It's in the different. Of the 12th inning in game as it was loading, and I was there. As, as it was loading, you're like, oh, in the elimination situation, I'm like, damn. But I'm. I was there. I was there. It was fantastic. So up until that point, right? Maybe, maybe Pudge getting that out, but that's in a playoff. I'm talking. We're talking game seven. That was seven. elimination, though. The Pudge out was an elimination game. Championship elimination game. Uh, it was playoff elimination game. Championship elimination game is what Ray and Bobby share with their moments. There's no other. Championship elimination moment. Wildcard championship series elimination. <laughs> no, Champ- you know what I mean? You, you, you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that on the Mount Rushmore him home the ball? Of course. Oh. But but when it comes to South Florida. That should actually be a statue in front of Martins Park. Yeah, it absolutely should be. Yes. Yeah. Boy. Why don't we start that? Why don't we start that, right? Brendan Tobin started naming Dwayne Wade Biscay Miller. Why don't we start that? Let's start that. Because that definitely is like one of the most iconic moments in Martin's history. And you can put that in a statue. You can put that. Nothing else happens if that doesn't happen. No, nothing. Of course not. That was uh, first, by the way, that, was a that happened right in front of me. I was there for that one, too. You, that's why you, when you get mad at me about, well, 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 don't you like the Martins, too? I'm like, yeah, because I'm always there. <laughs> I'm always there. I was there. I'm laughing because I'm there when I I'm there. Clemens, that's the Clemens game. The Clemens, all this. Yeah. Uh-huh. You you don't get much more delicious than that guy hitting that seventh inning home run. That was fantastic. Were you at that game with a Yankee jersey or a Marlins jersey? Oh, probably Marlins jersey. Yeah. Wow. I may have either gone agnostic or Marlins jersey. You didn't do the Marlins. Marlins cap for sure. No, I went in a, I went in a Marlins jersey because I went with Octavio. Okay. I went in a Marlins jersey. I'm pretty sure I went in a Marlins jersey. If I didn't, out of the whole New York thing, I know I didn't do what I did a few years ago when they played, which was I wore a oh. hat of one and a jersey. And a, no, I believe I might have worn just a hat for the game is what I might have done. But I was definitely rooting for the Florida Marlins. It, okay. I mean, does it pain me? Of course, some Yankee fans, friends of mine say, you're not a true Yankee fan because you did that. I'm like, Hometown. Root, root, root for the home team. And at that point in time, I'd been in Miami 23 years. Yeah, it was. My dad gave me a hard time when I was doing, when I got stuck in that situation in 2003 with Cubs and Marlins. And he told me, he goes, oye, at the end of the day, the Cubs win. Are you going to be able to celebrate? I was like, no. And he goes, but if the Marlins win, I'm sure you're going to be in the streets. Go for the Marlins. Don't be a dummy. Yeah. So it was, you know, I just, I had fun with it. On this day, 41 years ago, Frank, Sony introduces the Walkman, first popular portable cassette player. Did you ever have a Walkman? Oh, man, that got me through dark times. Walking to the bus. Making sure the night before I had my mixtape ready to go so I can make it to the bus. Funny enough, Frank, allow you to know this real quick as we go to break. On this day, 38 years ago, ABC National Music Radio Network scheduled their premiere. Like ABC, the TV state, mm-hmm. the TV network. Yeah. Planning their national music radio network. Just goes to show sometimes it's not that easy to start a radio station because it never happened. Nope. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, channel 145. Get the hell up. You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145.
stumbled upon something here. By the way, you want to talk about a historic day for us. Today should be a day. Today should be a national holiday for every sports radio station in America. On this day, 33 years ago, New York City radio station WFAN commences their fir- the first 24-hour all-sports radio format. Yeah, buddy. That's exactly why we're here today. Mad Dog, baby. Came a little later, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Is Sydney over there now? Sydney's not a fan. Sydney's actually at... Sydney was at FAN at one point, right? Yeah, that was like his wannabe... Where where does he do his show from with Bernie? Find out now. It's, um... Oh, my God. I think it's CBS. Who does he do it with? What uh, WABC. WABC? Nah. Is it 77 WABC? Yes, that's exactly who he does it with. How about them apples? Go figure. Yep. I got to be honest with you, bro. You stumbled upon something, and we talked about a little bit on the break. And I want to expound even more on your idea, because I agree with you. I think there should be... Um. In some capacity, there should be a statue of Pudge Rodriguez getting that out in that playoff. Mm-hmm. But I started thinking there are some moments, even the Bobby Bonilla moment deserves that. Council, arms raised in the air. Wouldn't that deserve that? Absolutely. Someone's going to tell me, oh, yeah, but that costs money to make those things. All right. You don't think there's someone out there that would make it just so that they can say they're the ones that made it? Then you think about people like Felo Ramirez, may he rest. But that's the excuse that all the ball clubs are going to use now. Oh, it takes money to do it. All ball clubs put some sort of history outside of their outside of their uh, their ballpark. That's one of the coolest parts about going to Wrigley Field. You walk to you walk by uh, by the sorry by home plate, and all of a sudden you have an Ernie Banks statue. You walk down the first base line, you have another statue. You come out through the bleachers, you go in through the bleachers, there's a statue of Harry Carey. The Dolphins do it, too. The Dolphins have a Marino statue and a Don Shula statue up front. You walk through that ballpark. That's a sense of history. Some people take pictures that moment. Some people wait till later on. Some people are coming in from out of town and want to take the picture. I know I did it when I went to Fenway Park. There were statues all over that ballpark you wanted to take pictures with. Yeah, absolutely. I, um... And there's people. Come on. There's people that come from out of town to Marlins Park. I've met plenty of people sitting in seats during games that they just came from out of town and they just wanted to check out the ballpark because they're on the same ridiculous ballpark tour that I've done and they just want to check out all the ballparks. And I've met them both at Pro Player Stadium and at uh, Marlins Park. So it happens. Those people come around and they take pictures. The Marlins put out an M um, um, representing their new logo a couple years ago or maybe it was this past year. And yeah, it was this past year because they changed the logo. Everybody was lining up to take a picture with that M. You're going to tell me if you put statues outside, it's not going to attract people? That's one way of getting more fans to your ballpark. I, uh, I have to agree with you. I, I think you need to use your palanca with your employer. And we need to position this so that someone can hear us out. And I think that we need to really attach to this. I love the idea of there being these statues around 
But you have four corners of a stadium, and you can start with four, and then you can expound from there. But who better than the three guys I mentioned than Fettel? Well, you have a concourse that's huge that has a lot of open space that you can pretty much put maybe one or two statues there in the middle between the third base entrance or the right field entrance and home plate because there's a lot that's going on anyway, so you can put something there, maybe even in front of the team store because that's where that entrance is located. On the corner down left field line, they just put that, the, that Romeo Brito ridiculous home run sculpture. They put it on the outside now that you can actually see it from here from our studios at Slam. Yeah, it went from I could barely see it from our studios at Slam because it's inside. And we see had a bad angle and we're happy, but we were complaining that we could still, we could see the quote eyesore. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I can say that. You can't. Now they've positioned it in a place where I can see it clearly every day more than ever. I don't know if they've lit it up yet because supposedly it was supposed to light up at 3.05 every single day, but I haven't seen it light up. I'm sure it'll light get up that at some point. By the way, uh, just just so you know, happy 70, is it 70, really? Yeah, 75th birthday to uh, Debbie Harry from Blondie from the song Heart mm -hmm. of Glass. And so here's what's funny. Debbie Harry, as a child, I met. The drummer of her band was from Brooklyn. I used to hang out with my brother. And at a young age, I met Debbie Harry, which prompted me to like Blondie and listen to Blondie music. Debbie Harry was born in Miami, Florida. I didn't know that. Pretty funny. Pretty strange. Random. Brother, I think we need to take this and run with it. There it is. I love that song. Is it possible that's one of our songs? I'll put it on the list. It's a great song. Reminds me of being in New York back in those days. It's a great song. Love it. Thank you. Happy birthday to you, Debbie Harry. Turned 75 today. I guess that's a milestone birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Um, it's so uneventful in sports. That there is absolutely nothing else to talk about. Well, we've had fun with Bobby Bonilla Day, so at least we've Absolutely. I mean, anytime you can make $1.19 million because you have a smart agent, more power to you. Doesn't that provision make sense? I said this earlier in the show. That provision makes sense. It's almost like a retirement fund. How strange that worked out for him. More power to you. So today is also a day, Frank, officially. The NBA gets to working out. Is that? Am I right with that? They start today? What's that? Working out. Yeah, today's summer camp begins. Summer camp begins. But not just in basketball, in baseball, right? Oh, in baseball, right. Baseball. What about basketball? Aren't they like back to – isn't the business back to usual in basketball now? I think the I think they start reporting this week to, uh, to their bubble. Hmm. I believe that's what it is. Adam Silver's concerned that this continued spread um, could put a stop to the NBA season altogether. You know that, right? If something else happens, then yes. See, that's the thing, though. Like, the NBA only has one shot to get this done. If some sort of an outbreak goes into the bubble, that's why they're starting to test everybody now so to make sure that nobody goes in with the COVID. If, if, if some sort of an outbreak happens inside of the bubble, they're going to have to stop everything, and that's it. They're not going to have another chance to, 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 to finish the season off. So this season is going to be that's it. It's done, 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 ski. 
Uh, football has a little bit more room to play with, though, because if something happens with football, they still have a lot of time to play with that they can push back the season if they need it to a couple weeks. Basketball, unfortunately, like this is it. Like this is that this is the only this is the only plan they have. Baseball's in a similar situation. The thing with baseball is that they don't have a bubble to protect it. So if what happens if there is an outbreak for one team and they go and catch it in time and then it breaks out to the other team, all of a sudden now they have to close shop. So I. Before we go, we're not going to break any. Well, in a few minutes we're going to break, so I just want to present this before I forget and it slips away from me. Um, so a lot of development yesterday happened, Frank, and I'm really happy to announce um, that I'll be working a little closer this year with um, with the group over at the Alzheimer's Walk, uh, Walk for Alzheimer's, as well as the Alzheimer's Association. Uh, I've never done something like this before, but actually that's not true because I worked on the Brianna Vergara Foundation, smaller, very small, but nonetheless did a great job of, you know, getting some stuff done, if you know what I mean. Um, but I'm excited to be the, okay, well, no other way of saying this. I'm going to be the marketing chair for the Alzheimer's Walk here in Miami. Um, that's kind of exciting because that's a position of responsibility. I, everything I've done with Alzheimer's has been in the name of my uh, deceased father-in-law who passed away. It'll be four years now, December 2nd. Um, this was a reality. It looked like I was going to be the mission chair for a while, but after doing some, you know, everybody's got to roll up their sleeves and do a little bit of everything, but it doesn't make sense. I mean... You know, what we're, the first thing we're going to do, my announcement as mission chair, is that you're going to hear more, uh, less ad council, more Alzheimer's spots on the station. Um, I'm going to make Alzheimer's awareness a big thing because it's a big deal to me. And my daughter did a great job with a series of podcasts that we broadcast here called A Beloved One, and it's a perspective of a teenager. Um, my goal is to get some people who really know about this to create podcasts so that we can play on the station always. Um, if it were up to me, heck, we'd do a radio show on this every week. Uh, but I don't believe I'm qualified for that. I am qualified to give of my time. I am qualified to present resources to the group from our radio station uh, and help spread the word nationally about Alzheimer's, uh, as well as rolling up my sleeves here locally and doing some stuff uh, to spread the word even more. And uh, I got a feeling I got my hands full a little bit, but I think it's a worthy cause. Um, I think for at least one year I need to be involved on that level. Um, my wife will be more involved, Frank, believe it or not, in the team and associating the team with the group from SLAM that's going to be going representing Team Chevita Chevita. So we're excited about all of that. Uh, it is going to be the signature event for SLAM. So we are all locked up with our key club here, our world-known, our world-accomplished Slam Key Club here at Slam Miami. And together, we our goal is to have the biggest team for the walk. I want Slam to win that award. I believe that that's a possibility to do that between our Slam radio students. I mean, obviously, COVID presents an issue. <laughs> Uh, that we hope doesn't linger too much, but we're going to do the best we can to mitigate through it. And I felt like, if nothing else, uh, do it mildly. Can't be in people's faces. Right now, people aren't thinking about 
that. They're thinking about a lot of other things. Uh, but you got to have that gentle reminder because come November, it could be a, a wonderful opportunity to engage in something outdoors that you know we've been away from it for a long time because we are hitting outdoors, but the truth is people are doing it in a way that's they're concerned, concerned about their health. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. I'm excited about being part of it, though. I will be honest with you. And, uh, you know, shout out to Maria Diaz-Kremer, who's part of my team over there, um, which is super-duper exciting. Yendi Alvarez. And then I get to work with the, uh, the the person who's the chair of the entire walk, Lilian Lopez, who's an old friend of mine as well. So shout out to them. And, again, we are here and excited about being a part of this year's Alzheimer's Walk. And you'll hear... You'll hear the Alzheimer's spots here on the station. Some of them will be about sign up for the walk uh, from a national level. Some will be a local level, and then others will be about Alzheimer's awareness. So you'll be ready to hear that. You'll, you'll hear that shift soon. The other thing we're excited about is on board with me on our team to make this as good a walk as any is none other than uh, DJ Laz. So DJ Laz will be a part of this. He was a part last year. Uh, this year he's coming on the slam team for this. So Let's run! Yep, we're going to ride. So last year he was on another radio station. This year, believe it or not, he's part of the Slam radio team. So that's going to even make it that much better. And we're excited about not just the group of individuals from Slam that are going to attend this walk and be a part of this walk, but uh, everything we can do here in South Florida. You're my boy! For Alzheimer's awareness. Yep. I appreciate it. I can't wait to hang out with him tomorrow. That's going to be cool. It'll be very, very cool. Very cool. Thank you, man. <laughs> Poor son, bro. You're gonna, you'll never live that one down, huh, Frank? He's become the staple of the goodbye of the show. Yes, I know. I, uh... Thank you so much, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you so much, man. <laughs> 279 lifetime batting average, 287 home runs, 1,173 runs batted in, over 2,000 hits. The gift that keeps giving Bobby Bonilla Day here on Good Morning Amigo. We continue talking about Bobby Bonilla. We continue to celebrate Bobby Bonilla. I believe, Frank, there's a song about Bobby Bonilla. Did you know that? There's a funny YouTube video. I don't know if I haven't found the song, but there's a funny YouTube video of Bobby Bonilla getting off of the bus or a body coming off of the bus with a Bobby Bonilla head on it. And then all of a sudden, the Venga Boys starts playing. The, the Venga Bus is coming. And that song. And he's just dancing in front of the bus and there's cash falling. See, I don't guy. like those. Those are boring. That was, those are... That was funny, though. But you can't play it on the air. Like, there's no, there's no humor. It's the it's visual. It's only visual humor, right? Yes. But there's a someone made a song about Bobby Bonilla. I am almost certain of this. My memory's not failing me. Maybe it is because I'm getting old. It. We're going to look for that. In the meantime, we're going to go to break. We come back on this side. We're going to play some other music in the meantime. But keep it continue right here on Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM, Slam Radio, Channel 145. We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Hey there, this is Lakina, and I am here with my teammates, the Kansas City Chiefs cheerleaders, and you are listening to Slam Radio. Woo! Oh, I love sports. 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 You are listening to Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145. This is 
like our Friday. Yeah, boy. So tomorrow we're going on a team building exercise. Fire. <laughs> so if we haven't let it out of the bag or you haven't figured it out. Um, you have a varita? I have nothing, bro. <laughs> Should I go get a varita? I don't know. I was thinking about what is it? What? What shoes does one wear to these things? Sneakers, bro. So my sneakers are going to get wet and destroyed. So I got to wear gonna old get, sneakers. They're not going to get destroyed. They might, I'm going to wear old they sneakers. They might get wet. Okay, so let's just get some you random. Step on fish. You can put sandals on, but I wouldn't recommend that just no. in case a hook falls on your leg. I don't your want that. Finger. So that's what I thought of. I was like, uh, so, okay. Got, Banged up, durable sneakers will be the case. I got those gray Jordans. You, you're going shorts, right? You're going shorts? I go in shorts, yeah. I got shorts. I took my cargo shorts last time I went. A dry fit long sleeve shirt fits dry the Dry fit long sleeve would be the best. I'd now, what's the hat situation? I would probably have a wife beater on underneath or something like that. Well, sorry, I don't wear white. Sorry, beater. an undershirt. Just in case somebody gets offended. <laughs> actually, you have to think about saying that these so, days. That's and actually correct. A tank top undershirt would probably go under my dry fit, and then when I go <laughs> into the boat, then I'll probably swap it out. Yeah, the ones that dudes that beat their wives wear. <laughs> <laughs> Street continue. Oh, we hit that earlier. I wasn't even worried about it anymore. <laughs> we got that earlier. Yeah, we were waiting until late in the game to take the three. You know, <laughs> I want to put a I want to put a board or something that says this many days of a, like a, like a streak. <laughs> we don't remember when we started. No, I know. Time. So maybe the next Is time there we don't. Any do way it, to we'll identify when we started doing this? I don't remember. It's gonna be too hard, bro. Don't make me. Don't put me with that. Well, you can hear a random show, but the thing is, you have to listen to a good meeting. I can check by logs, but imagine now looking at little ten font letters, trying to figure out when Yankee Whistle was played. (laughs) I think the idea of the scoreboard is not gonna work. That's all right, though. It was was well. It was well intentioned. We can do it. Put it under the Jordan thing over there. So then every time. See who liked the Jordan. yeah, I saw thing. Like, you see who liked the Jordan thing? Read it word for word out loud? Word for word. Armando. I like that Armando like that. My favorite question was the little Armandito. A little Armandito, you can talk to little Armandito. What would you tell him about 2020? Great. Bro, it sounded like he had that scripted out. <laughs> and I know he didn't. He didn't. And then, like, I'm on the phone with one of the guys from Sirius. He's like, what is he talking about? I'm like, oh, his theory about COVID. He says we're built on fear. But I love the fact that it goes, we're going to use the theory of a sixth grader that they invented, and then we're going to, all right, can you Johnny, believe? we're going to social anyway, Can you believe that this was going on? Can you believe it? I was like, man, this guy, that's what talented people do, bro. Bro, it looked like he just put his seatbelt on and be like, all right, I've been waiting two years for somebody to ask I've been waiting for someone to ask I've been waiting for someone to ask this. Buckle up, here it comes. It was a great answer. It's been a really cool short week. Um, we will be, like I said, not on the air tomorrow. Friday we won't be on the air because that's the observed 4th of July holiday. Uh, and we'll return on Monday. Um, here are some of the immediate changes you will begin to notice. Uh, we will be adding different talent and new programs on the station, albeit it will be podcast recordings. Alex Dono and Frito return to live programming uh, maybe as soon, and I should have had this answer already for you, but maybe as soon as June, July 9th, a week from tomorrow. But if not, it'll be July 16th, uh, one or the other. Looks like a July 9th start uh, for them. And we're going to have other additions. Finally, you are going to grow a pair. 
you're going to grow a sack and finally give us your renditions of your mixes to play on this station. I saw that. With me? No, not me. Yeah. It was not me. So we're going to have special named programming for the mixes. Uh, I'm going to bounce off of you my new DJ name for Ad Infinitum off air before I make a grand announcement. So this is going to be the name. That's it. It's a mixture of a lot of things that I want, but I need your opinion. I don't do anything without getting your stamp of approval. Do you want it now? You want me to ask now? DJ Amiglion. No. No. It, it dismisses the Amigo side of it. All right. Because you seem to like the mystery of the last name Milian. Right. So it fits well. So I thought of DJ Miliang in the 305. No. Because there's already a DJ Miliang on social media. Yeah, but that sounds like a radio show. Okay, so then I take off the 305. What would you like me to add to the DJ Miliang? What makes me different than the dude who already got the DJ Miliang moniker that should be mine? I don't know. I can't tell you on the spot. Let's just think about this. We got more thinking to do. You know how much time I've put into this? DJ Miliang in the 305 sounds like a radio show. Remember, there's a radio show called Live in the 305. You don't want to get people confused with that one. Live from the 305. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. All right, so I won't go that route. No, you had a radio show that you were trying to launch called Million in the 305. That's where it comes from, because I, I already know. have an account that has like 300 followers, and it's a great starting point. So, so that was part of the motivation. The just change the name. And yeah, I don't want to follow. change it too much. Well, think of something, bro. We'll make it a contest. <sighs> It's, I've put way too much. Whoever money. names you can sit in the chair next to Pipples that we're going to rope no, off. No, no, no. I'm devastated right now. We had this. I had this under control. Let me let me work with that. I've been asking you to work with it for a long time now. I'm devastated. I think this is a career-ending blow here. How about DJ Fizdale? <laughs> Hold on a second, Frank. I, oh, you're going to look it up? I really hope you didn't. But I have a different way of spelling it. Okay. That I'd like to try to. Like Fizz Dale? Thank you. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> thank you. So you can put like But hold on, hold on. Don't get out of here. I have to look this up first. And we're saying this on radio. Somebody's going to steal Nobody's going to steal anything. Three people listen to you right now. <laughs> Smart ass. Go ahead. <laughs> it's time. It's the it is time. Go for it. Thank you. <laughs> Smart ass. <laughs> Oh, goodness. So you can spell it with a capital F and then I-Z-Z and then capital D. I-Z-Z, that's exactly how I thought. Yes. And then capitalize the... I'm going to change it right now. F-I-Z-Z and then D-A-L-E in capital letters, which doesn't matter. It's just... All right, it's done. Yeah. Yeah. It could be Fizdale or Fizdale. Well, it's Fizdale. It's with home. So go, the Fizdale, it's going to be. And then whoever knows about the doppelganger thing can pick up on the Fizdale. It's already that's changed. How you make it's name. no longer Milan in the 305. It's been it changed. You see? That's how you name things. It's been changed. That's why you did it on the air, bro. That's how you name things. You see? Double on top. DJ Fizdale. That's it. And whoever knows but about the you doppelganger thing. Right? You say Fizdale, right? You say Fizdale. Right. And then whoever knows about the doppelganger thing and they read your name, you're like, Fizdale. Fizdale. Oh, I see what you did. Boom. I love it. Damn it, Frank. I did that in a couple minutes. Love it. <laughs> Told you, man, let me think about these things. And I make them work, bro. Remember, I didn't want it to be me. Like, I want you to know it's me, but I didn't want it. I just I wanted it to have a different name. Oh, Fizdale. I love it. It's so good. Do you like that? Yes. Yes. It's not taken, right? No, I, re- I already snatched it. I already snatched it. Okay. Because my other idea was to have that as an alter ego and also have a DJ Milian ego. You want me to have one DJ ego? 
Yes. One ego is enough. One ego is enough. I already have to deal with enough two. of your personality. You have amigo and then this ego. That's two egos. <laughs> I want three. I'm never satisfied. So much ego. You want so much ego. I'm ego never all over satisfied. Your name. I so much ego you have. You have one ego written but, in all your names. But, okay, so then here, I'll make a swap off with you. How's this? Hey, is it inappropriate to name my make show Milian in the 305? It is not appropriate. I'm sorry, it is appropriate to name your, your show. So that's the trade-off. Oh, no, 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 no. No? No, why do you want to keep your name? Fizdale in the 305, bro. Oh, but Amelia. But then you're giving away your identity, man, and then you're mixing radio host with DJing. You don't want that. I don't think it comes off right. I think, I think if it's known, it's great, but it doesn't have to be splattered. Because at the end of the day, I'm not going to make a million dollars being a DJ. That's not where it's going to be. I'm not going to make a million dollars being anything. So I can't have a mix show called Milian in the 305. No. No. This is too much like mm. Lazarus. Stop. Get, get out of the ego, bro. Says Dolly. I already have a name on radio, right? That's I don't it. need the Milian. That's I mean, it. That's such a cool name. Great. You have streets named after your family and everything. I get it. You're Milian. I get it, amigo. We get it. Let it go. <laughs> You're such an ass, bro. So seriously, I, I can't even use the 305 moniker. <laughs> you know who's going to like this name? I guarantee you Serena's going to like this name. Serena's going to like that name. Serena is going to love this name. But see, your logo, all right, listen, your logo has to be a sketch, right, of like, you and David Fizdale together, so then that way nobody knows who it really is. How do you do that? I've never been around I'll Fizz. Find the artist. Well, you have to take a picture, bro. You look like him. All we have to do is either draw a picture of you or draw a picture of Fizdale. Nobody's going to know who it is because it's black and white. I'm going to get my sister on it. My sister can draw. No. Yeah, I'm going to get her on no, it. No, she, she can't. Can she can draw. Really? I don't know how good she can. If she can knock that one out, but. She, did, she has some downtime. So, do you like the little apostrophe at the end of it on the profile? So it's like says Fizdale? Yes. I can't believe after all this time we have floated through it and then none of them caught. And, none of them and caught. I love and at the same time, we've been talking about, hey, man, I want a burner account like, like Alex Dono. Uh, like, I, I don't have an alter ego. I want a burner. And I, all along, I have an alter ego. It's Fizdale. And after all this time that you hate the moniker of, oh, I'm not Fizdale doppelganger, all of a sudden we mesh it and we make it part of your DJ name. The profile I'm going to put. Can't even say it. Coach David Fizdale's doppelganger can be heard. <laughs> I'm going to own it now. That's it. You have to, man. <laughs> After that day that that guy caught you in traffic screaming that he wanted a picture of you and everybody was looking around to see who it was, that's it. You knew and that I that was it. I raised my arm like it was me. Like, thank you very much. No applause who, needed. Who is this guy yelling at Larry? <laughs> Thinks it's David Fisdale. <sighs> I have way too much fun. David. Is it with a Z his name or with an S? I think it's with a Z. Fisdale's. Oh, you wrap up the show on that. No. We can do that later. You're running out of song. Doppelganger. <laughs> can be heard here. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're good. All right, man. So coming up next, the youth. Today, they're not going to be as funny as me. No. Today, I've been pretty I funny. I, I, we won today. <laughs> I won. We won today.
No, you know who won today? Bobby Bonilla won today. And you know what? Forget me being off like a dirty shirt. Bobby Bonilla is off like a dirty shirt, at least to July 1st, 2021. See you on Monday, guys. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.